Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Small Town Big Business, where we talk with small businesses in small towns across the Midwest. I am your co-host for today, Deb Barnett. I'm also the executive director for Southern Illinois Now, where I feel like I have one of the best jobs in the world because we get to really promote Southern Illinois, the 17 southernmost counties, as a great place to live and work, and as we're discussing today, to do business. Yes, and I'm Russ Williams. I'm director of Ethos at the Citadel, small business incubator, co-working spaces, training, and development. You are joining us today at the Citadel. We're a 110-year-old building here on Tower Square Plaza. Thank you for coming and joining us for this podcast. Um, our sponsors make this possible, so we are very grateful for those businesses that have supported this podcast series. Uh, I want to thank Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley Davidson, and RV, Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Swinford Media Group, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and of course, Union Street Arts, who produces this podcast. And you can find Small Town Big Business on any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on our YouTube channel. Just search Small Town Big Business and be sure to subscribe when you're there uh, so that you don't miss any upcoming episodes. We also have a couple of years of episodes in our library, so you'll want to check those out while you're there as well. Deb, if someone's new to our podcast, what's this podcast about? It is about small businesses just being successful in small towns uh, or big business, really, being su- successful in small towns. And I am super excited about our guest today. Me too. Um, Teresa Storto, Perfectly Posh Boutique, and some other businesses we'll talk about. But first of all, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So I was thinking on the way here, I was going to joke and say, it probably took you a really long time to get here this morning. And I joke because your business is only two blocks away from where we're sitting right now here at the Citadel building. So um, if people are familiar with Marion's downtown, Tower Square, it's really easy to find. First of all, it has Perfectly Posh Boutique on the the building, but there is a beautiful mural on the side of the building. Can you t- start start by telling us about that? How did that come about and and uh, what's that all about? Uh, the mural came about, um, I can't even remember what year it was, but mm-hmm. uh, we had people just kind of put in uh, ideas and stuff for the murals in town. Um, they were submitting um, entries for different, just different things for the wall. Had 47 entries wow. just for my wall alone from what from I remember. From local artists, lar- artists across the country, a little I bit I believe of most all of them were local. Uh-huh. Um, this, the one that I chose that is on the wall, it just it just stuck with me from the very beginning as soon as I saw it. Once I saw it, I, was, I just was determined to have that mural on there. I just felt it fit. Um, and that's part of the larger mural district here in Marion. So for those who haven't been here, they definitely need to come and take a walk around and through the town and see that. But as, as you're saying it, you knew it was the one. For those who haven't seen it, can you give us a little visual, uh, kind of describe it a little bit? It's beautiful. It, it's just, it's a woman with just her, like her hair, but it's butterflies just mm. flowing in the air. It just kind of gives a lightness and just a relaxing feeling um, when you see it. Yeah. And it also, if I remember correctly, it has perfectly posh uh, boutique in the corner, but also says your vibe or your vibe is your tribe. Correct. Right? Yes. yes. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yes. Does that connect with it? Tell us how that connects with the business. 
Well, I mean, it connects in the business as far as, you know, your vibe is your tribe. My tribe are my customers. So mm-hmm. they are my vibe. They're the ones that um, help me decide what I'm getting um, in the store each year. I know my customers. So mm-hmm. they're kind of my, my tribe. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, yeah. since you mentioned your customers, tell us who your customer is. Yeah. My customers are many, I mean, from infant to newborn all the way to um, in their 60s. I have 60s and 70s. I I have for all ages. Um, If someone's having a baby, I have newborn clothing. Um, I have women's missies clothing meant for more, you know, an older group. I have just grown, um, grown with the business. I learned the customer and that's what I look for. Um, when I'm purchasing at market. Yeah, excellent. Um, can we jump back a few years and <laughs> uh, we'll get back into Perfectly Posh. Um, love to hear more about it. But tell us about the years before. Where, where do you come from and, mm-hmm. okay. and how did you get into business? Um, I was born and raised in West Frankfort, mm-hmm. Illinois. So not far from here in Marion. Yeah. Um, I graduated from the high school there. Um, Kind of, I mean, we were a really poor family, so um, I went straight into, I started working when I was 16, mm-hmm. and kind of- In West Frankfurt, where'd you work at? Um, I started at the VF Mall. It was okay. just being yep. built. Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, I started in there at the paper factory. Yep, mm-hmm. I remember paper Do you remember factory. That? I remember <laughs> that Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yep. So that was my very first job when I was 16. Um, that was actually my only retail job until mm-hmm. I um, started my business. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I got married straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a child, a son, two years later, and just kind of ventured on um, into other jobs to try to learn, um, just learn different things. I went into medical, um, like administration medical, mm-hmm. as far as you know, the medical office and stuff helped in there. I've been in HR. I worked at Mariah Boat Factory in HR way back then. So I just. Learn. I just decided since I couldn't make it to college at the time because I just didn't have the money mm-hmm. that I was just going to do the experience yeah. and just learn as much as I could. Yeah, those are diverse experiences. Yes. But you learned a lot. Yes, I did. Yeah, a lot. Especially about what you want to do. Yes. Right? Yes. So how did you do that and step into your first business? Because Perfectly Posh is not your first business. Is that correct? Perfectly Posh actually is my first okay. business. Yes. Um, I opened that in 2012. I had been working for other businesses, the back end. I've been opening businesses, doing startups for businesses Mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I decided that I was tired of sitting at the desk. I wanted to get out and actually meet people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's when I decided um, boutiques really was not a huge thing at the time. Mm -hmm. They were just kind of starting to come about. And um, so I'm like, I talked to my husband and I said, how about... I do this. And he's like, try it. Go ahead. So that's what I did. <laughs> and West Main Street was not your first location. No, no. Tell us about your first location. Uh, my first location's in a strip mall out by Walmart. Okay. It was um, a very small spot on the corner that was like 1,200 square feet. Um, and then within four months, it had exploded wow. that I moved down a couple doors to a 2,500 square foot. Okay, hmm. awesome. Yes. So only for four months you were questioning whether this is going to work or yes. not. Yes. By four <laughs> Found months out you real were quick like, it was. It's going <laughs> to yes. work. Yes. <laughs> you need to make some adjustments. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that is awesome. So you moved 
once, twice, how many times? Um, third time here downtown. Okay, great. And how did you find this place and why this place? Well, I wasn't looking for it. <laughs> I was looking for a warehouse to to really up, to get my online store going, uh-huh. basically. So I had been looking like in little warehouse things that had been for sale, and this building came up for sale. And I just had a feeling, I'm like, I'm excited about this. And so I asked my husband to come look because um, he can, you know, get tell what the structure was good and mm. everything. So does he have we, background in? Yes. Okay. Yes, he does. Um, So we came and looked at it, and I'm like, well, I think you're going to think I'm crazy, but I don't think that this is a warehouse. I said, this is the most beautiful storefront. He goes, how do you see that? Because it was a mess. (laughs) And I said, I just do. I said, this is going to be a gorgeous storefront. Hmm. So... um, I jumped in. <laughs> and really before a lot of the the other renovations that we see now here on Tower Square, uh, really you were at the front end of that, kind of leading the way in many ways looking back. So you were one of the first, right? Uh, from what I, yeah, from what mm-hmm. I remember, yes. Yeah. It was back in 2017 when I um, began the purchase of the building. And mm-hmm. then we opened in um, October 2018. Okay. So I want to go back to you said in those first few months, things just exploded and then you expanded. That doesn't always happen with a new business. Sometimes it takes quite some time to get that clientele built up and and even to get your processes in place. So what do you attribute to that, that fast growth? I just, I don't feel like we had it in the area. I think everybody Mm -hmm. wanted it, but we didn't really have it in the area. And um, it came on really quick. And like I had said, I hadn't worked retail since I was 16. And I was young. I don't, I didn't remember any of that. Um, So that was a struggle for me Mm because I was the back end person, um, you know, opening the businesses and doing all the book work, doing everything in the background. So that was kind of a struggle for me in the beginning Um, because it did get overwhelming. And, you know, I didn't do the best. I didn't know, you know, anything about retail. Hmm. So I didn't always handle everything in the best way. It took a couple years to figure out, Hmm. you know, how to, you know, how do I invent a return policy? How, what should I do? What do I do about this? So, yeah. I think that's such a great message, too, for folks that are wanting to start a a business or have always had a dream of doing so. You don't have to have every single thing figured out Mm -hmm. um, by the time you open your doors. Certainly, you have to have things in order, Mm -hmm. but it's okay to grow with it and and learn along the way and bring mentors around you to kind of help grow. Did you have any mentors or or folks that you leaned on during that time? Mm, Just my husband, just guidance with him to... You know, make sure that I was still doing what I need, doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Business classes. You took like many, many business classes. Um, I actually did not get to go to college. I took a lot of business classes in high school. Okay. Um, I didn't get to go to college till I was 30. Yeah. But not in business? Yes, it was Oh, it was in business. Mm-hmm. And okay. accounting. And accounting. The other stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that I did. And I just decided that's just not what I want to do. I'm tired of sitting at the desk all the time. I want to get out and move around. Yeah. So I'm sure you've hired a lot of good people to grow the business. I have. Talk about that. Well, um, a lot of mine were younger girls at the time. They were going through college and they needed money to make it through college. So I have had so many amazing girls along the way. And they're now teachers, nurses, um, 
ultrasound technicians. I mean, they have done, they all do so many things. I get to, they come and see me still yet. A lot of them do. So I get to see them, yeah. see how, you know, they've grown. Yeah. Um, it's neat. It's really So neat. that speaks a little bit of the leadership that you've developed. You know, you've, people don't come back when they've, you know, don't have a great experience. Right. So I'm sure you built kind of a culture for your, or a great environment. Um, I tried to, like I said, those first couple of years were rough. <laughs> I didn't know how to handle some things when they came at me. Yeah. And I think maybe, you know, as far as customers, I, there was a few that I may have not even come back at this point, which I wish they would, because, mm. you know, it's just the first couple of years were a struggle trying mm. to figure out, trying to figure out customers. I've never dealt with customers before. Mm. Um, but we're really strong now. We have a, gr I have a great crew. They are mm. amazing. Mm. And um, we really take care of the customers 100%. And it sounds like, you know, you mentioned college several times, not only for yourself, but your employees mm -hmm. and, and Evolving into this successful businesswoman, it seems like you really have a heart for investing back into other women. And, you know, I don't know if that's part of, of your mission and your work or your passion in life, but it seems like that did come out when you were talking about part of your team. Is right, right. No, I just, I, I love the girls. I love to support them mm -hmm. um, and make sure that they understand that you can do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. You just got to work for it. Even if you don't have college from the very beginning, you still can get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We have a similar story. I didn't go back to, well, I went to college out of high school, but I dropped out. So I was a dropout, but I went back when I was 37. So yeah. I was older. Than, yeah. yeah. And uh, so it really means a lot. Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, the boutique itself, some of the, the things that you have there. And uh, you mentioned, we've already talked about the brick and mortar, but you mentioned um, the online presence as well. So can yes. you talk about that? Um, we are online. We've been online for a few years. Um, we're still kind of working on it because the store is so busy that it's hard to keep up with the, all the inventory coming in, getting it processed, helping the customers because the ones walking in the door are number one, mm -hmm. um, and trying to promote the business online. So we do have a lot of locals that use it online and then pick up in store, but that is one thing that I still struggle with is the online store. Um, and I need, I need to find someone to help me with that. <laughs> but it looks really good because I yeah. checked it yes. out before this interview. I do all that myself. I was curious about so. who you use wow. for that online merchandising. And I think it looks like, you know, it's I've not excellent. seen many in this area that it, right. doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I think it does look good. And where can they find you online if, if they're not right here in Southern Illinois? Um, perfectlyposhboutique.com. Mm -hmm. We also have an app. Okay. In the app store, the Android store. That's okay. cool. And I recall, so you said you've only been online for a couple of years. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I recall during the pandemic, and I always say, are we always going to refer back to the pandemic for the rest of our lives? But I do think we learned a lot during that time, not only as individuals, but business owners, and, and pivoted during that time uh, for uh, out of just necessity. Mm -hmm. So as I recall, you were really one of the first to embrace thinking outside of the box on how you were going to engage with your customers and get still get your products out, particularly when things were just shut down completely. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yes. And how that may be pivoted to what even you're doing some of those things today, maybe. Um, we do still yet take mm -hmm. handle it the same way um, with some customers. But during COVID, I wasn't allowed to have employees. So it was just me running around the store. Um, people would call me and... Um, 
I was ready for Christmas or for Easter, Easter and graduations. My store was flooded with dresses. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody needed dresses during COVID. So luckily I have a home decor store in there as well. Um, People were at home. They're staring at their house because that's, they're sitting at home. They're tired of looking at all that old stuff in the kitchen. So they would call and they're like, I would FaceTime with them. Hmm. And they would show me like their kitchen counter and their island and say, I'm tired of looking at all this. What can you put here for me? So I would run around the store. I'd put stuff together. I'd FaceTime them back and I would show them. And they're like, oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And they they pay on phone. And then when they got there, I would take it out to their car. So curbside service. Yes. And again, I, as I recall, maybe you weren't the first, but I remember thinking that is so creative when I heard that you were doing that. Mm-hmm. So it really stood out in my mind. I had to do whatever I had to do at that time. Absolutely. I did deliveries. Um, I did all kinds of things. And then when we started coming out of COVID, uh, I was actually making appointments for just because the store is so large. Mm-hmm. Um I could bring in enough people, you know, just a few people to where they would still be far enough apart mm-hmm. and could shop. Um, so I'd make appointments and it, they were filling up quick because people were so tired of sitting at home. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of where the idea for the online presence uh, came about too? I actually had the online store before that. Okay. I just hadn't had time to work on it real hard. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is difficult, particularly for retailers um, who solely depend on their customer walking through the door um, to make it. But it sounds like you have a really strong um, clientele that comes to the store on a regular basis. But that online presence is just Mm -hmm. invaluable. It is. Mm -hmm. That's something I've got to work on. Yeah. (laughs) And educate me on boutiques because it may surprise you. I'm not a big boutique shopper. Okay. I apologize for that. But like, how do you source your inventory? Like, is it local, international? You're doing the shopping for the lines that you want to bring in. How does how do you do that? Market. You market. go to market. Okay. Yes. So there's markets in Chicago, uh, Dallas, Atlanta, Las Vegas. Um, so, so you travel. I travel. Yeah. How yes. often is that? Um, probably at least four to six times a year. Okay. And something catches your eye or something? Yes. I mean, all the vendors are there. They're all set up. Um, You know, you're ordering usually in advance. They'll have immediate stuff, but you're trying to pick the next season out. They have them by date order of when they ship, and they usually will have a lot of their best sellers out front. So you're kind of getting a good idea when you walk through um, what the best sellers already are, what's going to be trending. Mm -hmm. So market sets the trends. Mm -hmm. we, I mean, I can pull in stuff and, you know, kind of set a trend, but mm-hmm. truly market sets the trend. Mm-hmm. What was your first market like? I love it. I still <laughs> love it. I crave going to market all the time. Okay. Um, it's just fun. Um, I, I usually go by myself most of the time because my husband can't go with me. And I try to take some of my employees when I can um, so they can kind of help me with their age group. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of hard sometimes Mm -hmm. to pull them away when I'm going to be gone. I need them there. Mm -hmm. I think what you just said also is interesting that your employees, so I assume that the age range of of those you employ are, it varies. Mm -hmm. So really getting their perspective. So you understand what's going to appeal to different generations. I think that's really smart Mm -hmm. instead of trying to um, rely on maybe what 
you might like or I might like, you know, really getting there. Yes, yes, you got to have the ideas. Um, Even when I sat down, um, we, you know, a lot of a lot of the vendors picked up lives on like Facebook and Instagram during COVID, and they've not stopped them since. It's actually (laughs) becoming a huge trend. Um, So. some of them are having these lives before market, so they have a head start above some other brands. And it's very smart because um, mm. they get on, they have them on, they tell you all about it, they show you how it stretches, they everything. So you can actually get an idea before you even get to market what you're looking for mm-hmm. or even purchase it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about small town because you're from okay. a small town. Your business mm-hmm. is in small town. Yes. Um, but you, like everyone else, has probably had thoughts or opportunities to go somewhere else and maybe uh, do something similar. But why do you stay here? Why Why has small town worked for your business, or why do you think? Um, I, I feel that small towns support each other more mm-hmm. than larger. When you get into a larger town, I it's just not as I know, I'm. I don't even know the words how to to say, but it's just small town tend to support small businesses. So I'm, I'm also here, you know, this is where I grew up. Um, it's hard to leave where you grow up. Yeah. So you've built relationships with your customers. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Has other boutiques that have come after you, have you always seen them as competition or does, does somehow work together? Try to work together Okay. because that's the only way it's going to work. Um, we all work really hard our store so uh-huh. i really hope that we can all work together mm-hmm. um, community over competition yeah i would think if someone's coming to marion because they know of your boutique they're ple- pleasantly surprised to see another boutique there too mm-hmm. because if i'm traveling in order to be here right. so maybe more than one just mm-hmm. just be easier to work together yeah. um so if you're working together and you know what you're getting, even go to market together would be mm-hmm. awesome. So you know mm-hmm. that we're not trying to present the same exact things because oh, yeah. we are small area. So our customers are going to be the same. So if you know you can work together, mm-hmm. then you can work through things and you know give the customers different things. Yeah, yeah. Just, Oppor- you know, just curious back on the source. Do you have any local uh, vendors? Do you have people that make jewelry or something like that? I have off and on through the years. Okay. Um, we've had some jewelry makers, candle makers. Um, I haven't picked up any recently. Mm. I've not had anybody really stop in recently. But okay. yes, yes, I'll do local vendors if they stop in. And I feel it's something that my customers would love. Yeah. So, Teresa, you mentioned that when you saw the building for the first time, you told your husband you didn't see that as a warehouse. It was a storefront. So it sounds to me like there was a lot of renovation involved to make that happen. Talk a little bit about that process. Yes. Um, it was a long process. <laughs> um, when we, got, we finally did get the building, well, um, back in 2017, um, I got in contract with the building. Um, and shortly after that... Um, just actually just a few days after that, um, my husband was diagnosed with leukemia. So that kind of put a damper on things a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, we had an amazing crew of construction workers. We had a carpenter. We had an electrician. Everything that we worked with, um, with the construction company that um, was able to handle things and get things moving on the renovation um, while we were up in the hospital mm-hmm. um, getting his treatment done. 
Um, and so when he was, we, he got out, well, we got out about three months later in January, um, we got back and first thing he wanted to do was go to the building to see what was going on and um, started working on it and they had done a great job so we're very blessed to have had them to get started with everything um, but we got in there and the building was a lot worse than we thought mm-hmm. um, we had to it still had extremely heavy galvanized pipes for the plumbing even upstairs that had to be brought down with chains and three or four men because it was so heavy wow just the pipe um all the electrical was um found a lot of live wires just hanging in the ceiling tiles and stuff so Mm -hmm. it had to be completely gutted um everything in the entire building had to be completely gutted and done downstairs. So that was a much bigger project than you anticipated. Yes, we ran into a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, My plan um, and my budget was to renovate the entire thing, but ended up only getting to do the down the downstairs mm-hmm. um yeah. area so um the upstairs it's not in bad shape at all it just needs a few things but um that'll have to be in the future sure yeah. how old is the building so the building i am still trying to figure out for sure the age mm-hmm. i um have went back to i know um there was a furniture store bought it in 1936 mm-hmm. it's actually um Brian Furniture and Heron. Mm-hmm. They were at, under a different name when they were here in Marion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, the local uh, VFW 1301 Post purchased the building. Okay. Yeah. And they were in there for a while. I'm not sure what was in between there. And then it was Campbell's Harley Davidson. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But I there had that. been mm-hmm. something prior, prior to the furniture store because when renovating, the electricians had to go in the basement and crawl through that it had been filled with dirt most of it mm-hmm. and had to dig, go through the dirt to get all my electrical and the flooring and started coming out with massive amounts of these medicinal whiskey bottles really oh, wow. massive amounts That's um, that was another unexpected yes. <laughs> yes very unexpected i was able to read some of the labels um and they were dated back to the early 1900s yeah. for a distillery in owensboro kentucky mm. Yeah. So that was a really neat find. There's still a ton down there. One day I'll hire someone that's brave enough to get in there and dig out some more. But yeah. it's a, that was a really neat find. So I would really like if anybody knows anything or any other sure. history to find out more about the building. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you learned a lot about that project and a lot about yourself when you were doing yes. that. One maybe that you never want to do that project again. Yes. <laughs> is, there, is there anything advice that you would give to somebody that might be uh, opportunity to restore a historic building? Well, um, now luckily there are quite a few that have been restored. Mm-hmm. So work with the local contractors and stuff uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, has helped with all of us that's renovated it get with them, mm-hmm. talk to them, find out about it. Um, just do some research before just jumping in. Yeah, it can be done. It mm-hmm. can be done. Yeah. So more than a decade in now, looking back, if there's someone who's looking to start a boutique or some other sort of business, retail business, or maybe they're just getting started, do you have any tips, uh, lessons learned, that sort of thing that you, you'd be willing to share? Like I said, if you've not worked retail before, kind of get to learn retail if you're just jumping straight into it like I did. Um, customers first always Um, that was something that I had to learn like I said in the beginning I was looking at my business view you know Mm. the numbers the this but um, customers always first 
and um, just make those relationships with the customers. I was always in the back room doing the business stuff and wasn't out there to meet my customers. And um, that doesn't happen anymore. I'm out on the floor with my customers. And if I have to work at home when I get home to do that part in the back, then that's what I do. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like it's paying off. Yeah, <laughs> You said earlier that Perfectly Posh is your first business. Yes. You've got other businesses. Mm -hmm. Can yes. you talk about those? Um, yes. So um, I ventured into, um, my husband is a union iron worker. So he has always- You can mention his name just in case he watches or sees Kelly. this. <laughs> Kelly. <Okay. laughs> um, he is a union iron worker. So he had been working for a lot of people. He'd partnered up with someone else and it didn't work out. So um, kind of decided, let's just start your own. Let's just start a company and you just work for the company. So I did all the startup, got everything done, got through the union, did all the, the work necessary to open a business and um, started a construction company. Wow. How long yes. has that been around? I think that was um, 2014, I believe. Okay. And the name of that company is? Uh, Cats Contracting Incorporated. Okay, excellent. Mm -hmm. And do you have a role in that company? I'm the president. You're the president? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have another company? Yes. And the, the next company? Cats Properties <laughs> LLC. Yeah. How'd and you get we, into that? Um, it actually was um, the strip mall that I was in for my first two things. Um, I it um, got into trouble with the owners. So I purchased that strip mall. <laughs> yeah, wow. My husband okay. and myself purchased wow. the strip mall. Mm -hmm. So small town girl that you yes. said earlier, you grew up poor. Very poor, yes. Mm. You should be very proud. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's I am. great. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so much to balance. How do you keep it all straight? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I feel like I ask that of every guest because but talk it just through that, is so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, like I said, it's. I get up about four a.m. every morning and I start checking emails for all of the businesses and see. Well, not all of them. My husband, I got him to take over the construction stuff. I taught him how to do payroll. I taught him how to enter bills and pay pay bills and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so he kind of have taken that over. Um, but get up 4 a.m. and then you work till you're done. I end up still working in bed and then I just fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. 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 And what does the future hold for you? Mm -hmm. Do you see more growth? No. Changes? I don't see Alterations. more growth. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, no more ventures, I don't feel, for me. Um, my future, we're just kind of looking into slowing things down. Um, and I hoping to find someone that would want to carry on mm -hmm. um, Perfectly Posh Boutique yeah. in the future. What do you think of the downtown revitalization of Marion, Illinois? It's amazing. I am so excited about it. It helps a lot. It was kind of scary coming up. Um, and, you know, downtown wasn't thriving like it is now. And starting a business downtown when I'd been out in a very busy area of town, so I'm really, really glad this happened. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Yes. There's hope for places. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there is small towns. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of hard work, it sounds like. What is your why, Teresa? What gets you going, gets you up every day at four in the morning? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've always just wanted to 
succeed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, always wanted to learn. I, that's that's how I learned to do everything that I have is mm-hmm. just learning with each job that I had, everything I could do. I just soaked it up like a sponge and mm-hmm. just brought that into these businesses. And also her to care for your customers too. Yes. You yeah. know, building relationships and I thought it was really interesting. You were like, I wish the people that, from the very beginning, yes, if they would come back, yes, right, yes, because you have something more, right, right, right. And so that's very interesting because I don't think people think that always think that way, right, of caring enough about oh, the early customers. I wonder where they're yes. at. <laughs> yeah, we were we were a hot mess in the beginning. Um, you know, I had a lot of young employees. Um, they didn't know how to handle customers. I've over the years had horrible reviews on my employees and they were saying they're just, you know, they don't smile. They're very snobby. They're not nice there. And it wasn't, they're the, they were the sweetest girls ever. Mm-hmm. They were just shy. Yeah. Oh. And that's what it was. Yeah. So, you know, when I hire now, um, I got to make sure that they are, they're going to talk to the customers. So I have, I have a great crew now. They are, they know all of our customers. They know what they want, what they need when they walk in. Yeah. Um, and they so. do some mm-hmm. online Facebook modeling and things for yes, you too. So. Yes, I have one now, and she's actually in marketing school. Oh, wow. And, but she hasn't even started the marketing part, and she is amazing with making all our ads for um, magazines and anything that we're in, and mm. Facebook and Instagram, and she does she does the modeling and stuff cool. for the clothes. Yes. Great opportunity for young people. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned learning a lot. One of the sayings I have all the time is, um, it's a successful day when you learn something new. So every day is a successful day for me because I learn something new every single day. And I've certainly learned so much from you today, but is there anything that we have left out? Anything you want to add that, that we haven't asked today? Hmm. That burning question that hmm. listeners would want to know. Yeah. Um, I don't, not that, no, not that I can think of mm-hmm. right off. I will as soon as I walk away from here. <laughs> okay. I'll be like, I wish I could have thought of that when I was mm-hmm. sitting there. But yeah. no, I mean, like I said, we're, we're downtown. We're, we're just here to help everyone. Mm-hmm. We would love for everybody to come see us. Yeah. What's the physical address? 305 West Main. And then online, you said? PerfectlyPoshBoutique.com. Yeah, awesome. And that's in Marion, Illinois. Marion, yes. Illinois, yep. Teresa, this is great. Yeah, it's so you. much fun. One of your dreams come true. Like you said, you would like to do this more, but you don't. Have I would love to do this more, yeah. but I just under pressure. But I was pretty comfortable. You did great. So. You did amazing. Yes. Thanks. Thanks so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Our guest today has been Teresa Storto from a Perfectly Posh Boutique here in Marion, Illinois. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you. Yep. We want to thank everyone who watches and listens to the Small Town Big Business Podcast. And we want to thank our sponsors for supporting us. And that includes, again, Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson, and RV, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Swinford Media Group, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and Union Street Arts. Big special thank you to our recording and producer, Luke O'Neill at Union Street Arts. If you want to know more about Ethos, we are a small business incubator, uh, co-working spaces, training and development. If you're interested in starting a small business or growing your business, you can look us up. Uh, I'm Russell Williams. You can contact me at russell at watermarkethos.org or look look for us on Facebook, Ethos at the Citadel on Tower Square Plaza. Yeah, and I'm Deb Barnett. As I mentioned, I'm with Southern Illinois Now. You can find us at southerninillinoisnow.org and also on all the social media platforms. 
Um, speaking of platforms, if you uh, would like to hear more about Small Town Big Business, you can find us on any of the podcast platforms and also on our YouTube channel. So be sure to subscribe. It is free and you won't miss any upcoming episodes. So again, I'm Deb Barnett. I'm Russ Williams. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, have a great day.